Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Freedom International live stream. With me are Roy from Awakening Podcast, Hartmut from Go Your Own Path, Steve Fierro from Awakened Mind, and Chris Ryan from Mind Wars. And today our special guest is no other than the world famous Robert Slovak, originally from New Jersey. <laughs> that I'm very proud of, like just a few minutes away from me. But he's well known all over the world. And just so you know that every time I had to text him or call him or email him, he might be in another airport because he's always doing projects around the world. And of course, he's always ready to answer questions for ordinary people or small families or in small communities. So as I said, he's the world's most foremost water expert. And with his brother before, they were able to create a company called Water Factory Systems in 1970s. And then they went into that um, like no, no spot rinse in the car. So it's very interesting. And then he went into, uh, he was connected with the um, mechanical and aeronautical and astronomical Call engineering, so all that and well, Ray, that Grace, Grace, you, you, it was just great that you just skipped over the development of reverse <laughs> osmosis technology and went right to Scott's. Like I was a car, I owned a car wash. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. You'll just tell tell the other things on your own, but I want to go straight to everything that you've done from there. And sometimes, I'm sorry if it's not in in sequence, but just, he just had a really interesting thing and then went again, you know, brought him to the Clinton story, brought him to the deuterium depleted, which all of us, I think nowadays are concerned about our health. So because we're 99% water molecules and we're 70 to 80% water volume, and then we're concerned about the 5G, the frequencies and everything that's happening in our system. So I thought, Robert, You'll be a good person to talk about physical well, water in the physical science and spiritual science. How is that? <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope I can meet everybody's expectations. Yeah. So I thought, that, well, give, give us an overview of what's happening when it comes to our water systems and then how, how can we apply what we know about the water system for our body. Because again, as I said, everyone's concerned about their health. They're concerned about all them, you know, the current situation that's happening. And I, for one, want solutions so that I can continue to live healthier and continue to podcast and meet interesting people like you. Well, I can say probably the most startling thing for me about just being a water authority of some sort is how prevalent the water subject is. And yet it is the subject that I observe consumers and even doctors are the most confused about, make the wrong choices about. It's, it's like, um, 
uh, it's pandemonium out there and and it's it's a minefield of misinformation that the public often falls for and if you saw it from my perspective you would see uh, when I speak to a crowd of people whether it be doctors or the public and I say what do you have what is your objective and what do you have and what do you what's your objective and what do you have I, I would say over 95% simply have chosen the wrong water device to associate them with, okay? And when I say device, I typically think for a consumer that the devices that uh, we have at our disposal are something that treats all the house water and a device that just treats the drinking water. And uh, it will be interesting to see, uh, you know, the international, um, uh, the international uh, uh, audience that you have that's brought upon by these international gentlemen, uh, what their observations are. For instance, like Poland, I don't have any idea what is going on in the Polish water purification, what's attractive to people, what they use, nor do I understand the state of municipal water in Poland. That, that's, that's right. But we have, to, we have to, here in America, for those who are really into water, we have to consider the experience of bathing and showering and the effect of contaminants in the water. And we have to uh, consider our drinking water and the effect of contaminants in the water. So the average consumer, which tries to communicate with me or my staff, perhaps 20 times per week, all they will ask is, what do I need to do for my drinking water? Or what do I need to have for my, to protect my family in bathing and showering? and they provide no other information. They don't tell us even what state they're from, what water supply they're from, nothing. They just ask the question, what do I need? As though there were one answer for all situations. So rule number one for me is to find out what is in what is your water source and what is in the water? That's where everyone has to begin to make sense to coming up with some sound answers. So, Robert, um, just as we understand that, uh, you know, the quality of the water and now you mentioned about, the, you know, uh, knowing the kind of uh, water purifier or filter or the RO machine is very important. You uh, at one point you also introduced the public into that Canton water because you had that incidence or your experience in um, in Brazil and I wonder if you could speak about that and speak a little bit more of the minerals because we just had a, an interview also with another person and it's just interesting that even if her her whole thought process uh, focused a lot more in the cosmic approach, but he she emphasized about minerals. So if you can tie and talk about the Kenton and the, well, the minerals. I'm wondering, I guess I can. I, I have 
I'm wondering if I could invoke some, would you like me to invoke some slides to show this or not? Sure. Okay. Um, let's try to, let's see if that's open. I, I believe we've done this once before with some success. Yes. And uh, we might as well look at it. Maybe right from, we can just go through a few of these early ones. Okay, so I have that up. Now I'm going to uh, share my screen. Um. I don't see it yet, and let me know if you see oh, it. Oh, here it is. No. Oh. Once you see it on your end, then I can, I can, I can see it also. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I can see it here. So I'm going to turn it on. Okay. So we, this is our, um, this is our homage to. Uh, quantum nurse here <laughs> so we're, we're going to do this so here's some of the things that i cover in my in my water talks we aren't going to cover these but just you know i tell people because no one even has a clue about these the origin of water on earth water and the origin of life uh, and sometimes that gets to be a little sticky because not everyone accepts evolution. We have lots of opinions about that. Uh, water quality and the contaminants and drinking water, bathing water and water additives. Now, what Grace was talking about was things that are in water that are good for us, minerals and trace elements. Uh, and then the pH of water is a, is, is, uh, is a very hot topic but my statement to, to consumers is that the pH, and this may maybe surprise some of your colleagues uh, that are with us, that the pH of water is irrelevant in human physiology. And I just wonder, do we have any comments from our, our, our associates? Anyone? Any, any thoughts on that? Any the, questions even? The, you're saying yeah. the pH of our body water or the pH oh, no. of the water we drink? No, 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 no. The water that you consume. Uh, yeah, I I mean, the doesn't entirely surprise me. As long as the water is clean, I think the pH is slightly irrelevant. I mean, but I think nutrients are um, bringers of both charge voltage and alkalinity to the body which you know precludes the need for alkaline water perhaps okay i mean you you've hit upon some 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 correct things i mean it's part of the reason is that ph which has been aggressively sold in especially in asia and in north america and little bit in europe um has been sold uh, as a like a, the most important thing that can bring health to your body. 
And the fact is, pH just doesn't tell the story of its ability to buffer. And that ability to buffer is the alkalinity. But no one talks about it. They just want to change the pH for you and, and, and send you on your way and say, oh, your water is a pH of nine. It's alkaline. But if it doesn't have buffering capacity and water from not most waters and the water that comes out of pH altering devices typically has very little alkalizing buffering. And therefore, it's immediately changed as soon as you consume water. I mean, it's changed in, in, in your mouth and it's changed, it's going down your esophagus. And it's certainly explosively changed when it hits your stomach and its pH drops uh, significantly. So we just disregard the notion that pH is an important factor unless a lot of information is known. Now, if you want to help to neutralize metabolic acids in your body and people do things like they take uh, make a solution of, of sodium bicarbonate or baking soda. Uh, this is different. Even though it may have a pH of only 8.4, it has tremendous amount of buffering capacity, which overcomes changes to the pH of it and even resists the changes to the stomach uh, acid, and this can introduce alkalinity into the body fluids, which help neutralize metabolic acid. That is the result of our oxidation of food, of our living, of breathing. We are an acid-making machine, and that's a consequence of our design. And we, our bodies, one of our body's main goal is to control that acidity so that the body fluids are pretty much a pH of 7.45, uh, and that's the traditional optimal blood pH, and your body guards that. There's two things your body really guards, the level of oxygen in your brain and the, the pH of your body fluids. And it gets rid of most of the acid, actually, from exhalation, of carbon dioxide because one of the metabolic acids is carbon dioxide that produces carbonic acid and therefore we have to manage that carbonic acid level and one of the ways is exhaling co2 that maintains a, a, a more consistent ph the other things that do it and manage our body's ph are the alkalizing minerals and that is a critical part of our food. And some of our food is acidifying, like especially proteins, um, sugars, etc. And some of our foods are alkalizing and provide sufficient minerals to neutralize metabolic acidity. A great tip for those of you who are more curious is to look at something called a prawl chart. And the prawl chart is stands for potential renal acid load. And this chart lists, there's many charts on the internet for prawl, and it's an acronym that is spelled in all capital letters. And this lists 
you know, almost every food from, from butter to Budweiser that, and it tells you what it's, uh, acid load is. So you'll find that, you know, fish and meats and chicken and so on are, will make acid. And it indicates that with a positive number and, uh, to varying degrees to which, uh, which reflect the level of acidity it contributes. And then there are mostly the vegetable, uh, origin, uh, things that we eat that neutralize because of their high mineral content, that acidity that might be supplied by, by proteins. And that's how our body goes about it. But you really get a great perspective if you take a look at Prawl. And, you know, clinical nutritionists use Prawl to adjust someone's diet so they don't have to work so hard, so they don't tax their body with uh, having to manage metabolic acidity, like in a panic method. They do this Prawl to tell you, here's kind of what you should eat when you have this and how to combine foods. Um, Thank you so much, Robert. Um, uh, I'm, I may have more questions, but right now I'll pass it on to Roy because I think uh, all of us have a lot of questions. That great. Okay. So shall I um, keep the slide or take it off for now? Oh, you you can do anything. I mean, if, if no one else needs it, you I can you can take it. Okay, I'll take it off for now. Oh, sorry. One of the things I did want to show was this slide. Oh. Uh, I, I, I did want to say that that water, the earth didn't have water on it in the beginning, and water was delivered to the earth. It's a, it's a great little science fact. It was delivered to the earth over tens of millions of years by an event called the late heavy bombardment about 4.5 billion years ago. And comets carried massive amounts of ice and they crashed onto the earth over this long period of time and delivered most of its water. There was also water that was called primary water that was created deeper within the earth. And that's something that, uh, you know, we don't spend a lot of time with. Uh, but the Earth was pretty much 4.2 billion years ago, was pretty much covered covered by water. And um, then what happens here? Here's the big part that links into King Tom, that the Earth is consists of the entire periodic table. I'm very strong on the people and getting people to understand that the universe is made, the physical universe is made out of the periodic table. And, and most planets contain these 92 natural elements from hydrogen to uranium. And in their many forms, and that that periodic table, everything is made of those 92 things. And when water came to the earth and the earth was this uh, dry, cooling, spherical new planet that was cooling down and it had a, 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 a very significant metal core 
mostly consisting of iron and nickel and um, creating a magnetic field. But it was the water that dissolved the mantle that consisted of the periodic table of elements. This is so significant and almost no one really understands this. So you had this most unique solution called the primordial ocean that hosted life. It was this combination that allowed life to, to exist. And what ended up occurring is that these are the ingredients of life. It was the solution of the periodic table called the primordial ocean. It was organic molecules from sea vents. It was atmospheric gas mixtures, hydrogen, methane, ammonia. And then the topic, topping it all off were electric, electrical, magnetic, and photonic energies. But here is the takeaway. Here is the big picture that everyone should have a sense of. Those who accept that evolution was the likely scenario, but I understand there's people who don't uh, believe in evolution. But on the very left-hand side, we have the creation of Earth in its, in its original form of space dust, space rock, asteroids all coming together to form this body. Uh, we call planet Earth. And then where you see the blue rectangle is where water covers the Earth. And shortly thereafter, cellular life begins. It's pretty well documentable. And there's a lot of science behind it. But life existed in that water that reflected, is reflected by the blue rectangle all that time. In other words, evolution only took place really in the ocean. And then where you see the blue rectangle end on the right-hand side, that is where shortly thereafter, life started to leave the ocean for a terrestrial exploratory existence. And that brings us to modern time. But the takeaway from this is nothing Nothing, nothing influenced all species of life, which includes all of these five kingdoms that microorganisms to elephants, nothing influenced that appearance of that life more than the ocean. So I just wanted to get everybody this core piece of information that part of the reason for the decline of human health and the existence of chronic disease is due to the mere fact that we have separated ourselves so greatly from our origin, which is a solution of the periodic table. And that is the modern ocean from 3.8 billion years ago to the present day. So now someone else can take the floor. So we're, we're looking at kind of present day and unfortunately a lot of the local authorities, like you asked about Poland, I know that we don't have fluoride in Poland. I, I don't know exactly what they're putting in. Unfortunately in Ireland, they're putting fluoride in the water. 
Have you worked with any of the councils? Because at the end of the day, you're a specialist in this, you understand this. Have any of the, the city officials, local authorities, water councils contacted you to actually get your advice on how to give us the best drinking water, so it, which in turn will improve our health? Well, you will not find government authorities asking any of our opinions, any of the, the scientific uh, uh, individuals on, on whether we should put fluoride in the water. That's a done deal. All this is, all of this is, is you, know, you can call it what you will, government determined. Uh, it, it is all bought and paid for by industry. Uh, by a defective medical system that is pretty much all over the world. We have, com the, the individual has completely lost control. Uh, and every day it seems it gets worse that we more and more become robots. But fluoride does not believe belong in our water supplies. And, and it's, and yet fluoride is a, a, Low-level but essential element in bone formation. One doesn't need a lot, but there's the kind of fluoride that is used in municipal water systems is not is a toxic form of fluoride, and in nature it's calcium fluoride, and that can be a benefit to us. And the presence of calcium fluoride can be can be utilized for people who may have osteoporosis. Etc. But it's also a neurological toxin when it's not in the right form or it's used to excess, like putting it in our drinking water. And to to and to think that the average municipality only one and a half percent, one and a half percent of the water is consumed. And what would they put in fluoride in every gallon of water when only one and a half percent is ever consumed. I mean, it sounds pretty stupid and wasteful to me. And that is pretty much defining how the government has treated our health. I know you've got a, a wonderful product, but like I kind of look at society as a whole, a lot of the countries around the world not everybody can like afford something so when budget is an issue what's the best thing people can do to have better quality water okay uh if you're talking about well the variation of water supplies is extreme and and it's almost worse to say here is the general solution and 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 try to even to accommodate budgets and make a mistake for instance perhaps the most affordable let's say these are the three technologies that are most accessible for people to clean their water one activated carbon and this is carbon that is heated in, in, in the absence of oxygen and it makes a very absorptive uh, uh, media that takes in certain categories of contaminants. 
and then we can go the next step, something that nature uses itself. Distillation is another popular product and it can remove its own category of contaminants and is often combined with activated carbon to complete the range of contaminants it can remove. And then the newest probably technology available to consumers is reverse osmosis. That's very similar to the capability of uh, distillation in the variety, the broad variety of contaminants. And it too is often combined with activated carbon. So here, so let me make my point. Let's say you're in a country in which some of the pipes use lead. And in America, we've done this to a number of cities over, over time that we used lead containing materials or lead containing pipes that our water passes through. Well, if you use a carbon filter, you're not going to get this egregious contaminant. It's not going to be effective. You would have to use either distillation or reverse osmosis just to remove that contaminant safely or to find an alternate source of water such as bottled water. And we have damaged hundreds of thousands of children in the United States We've lowered their IQs. We've done all types of neurological damage because cities were not monitoring just this one contaminant lead. So it, it's, it's, there's no one easy answer like what's the most economical way to remove, uh, to remove contaminants from the water. And so if the contaminants tend to be of an organic nature, like plasticizers or pharmaceuticals in the water or um, chemicals in the water, typically carbon filtration is the most economical. But if your contaminant is a metallic contaminant, it could be lead, it could be arsenic, it could be any of the toxic metals, cadmium. This is not even touched by carbon and we have to either upgrade to distillation and reverse osmosis technology or find an alternate source like water that comes from a spring that's safe and secure and, and, and you, you purchase it in bottles. And just on, I mean, like I had a device, I don't know what it's called for actually checking the amount of particles in water. And a lot of the bottled water had a lot more than. Okay. Now you bring up a great point. This is part of the problem that there are most, I, the device you likely had, um, was something called a total dissolved solids tester or meter. And it uses a, a, a battery 
and you push a button and it gives you some number. Yeah. <laughs> this number has nothing to do with identifying the nature of the particles. And this is the problem. Do people sell it as though it has something to do with contaminants? They absolutely do. And this is the deception, <coughs> excuse me, that I was talking about. Okay. And that meter, if you went up into a pristine artesian well in, in Ireland somewhere, you would go, oh my God, even this water is showing it's got a lot of, quote, particles. But those particles aren't really particles. They are simply the atoms of minerals and trace elements in the water. So it could be, re it could be uh, totally contaminant-free, have no chemical, no particle, no metal, nothing that would hurt uh, a biological life form. And yet someone might sell, tell you, <clears throat> hey, if you see, if that shows a reading, that those are particles that are going to hurt you and you have to remove it. And it just would be the opposite. So I can't tell you how much deception there is in the water industry. I'm not proud of it. I've been in it for 50 years, but I am, I've been the bad boy of the industry. I'm the bullshit buster. And these kinds of things are, are prevalent and they're used to promote something that people are very convincing to the uninformed public. Just a few days ago, someone sh sent me a video. I couldn't even believe that's, that, that this uh, bunko or scammy uh, demonstration was still being used because back in the 70s, they used this device. It's a little device you pull out of a bag and you put it in the water with two electrodes. And you turn these electrodes, you plug in these electrodes and the water starts to like kind of boil a little bit and it starts to turn green and black and so on. And somebody says, would say, you see how much stuff there is in your water? And you go, oh my God, my kids are drinking this. Oh my God, we've got to stop this. Do you have anything that can remove this? Well, I certainly do. And they may sell you something that just removes otherwise harmless minerals and trace elements from the water, but won't allow, when you remove them, there's no conductivity to the water. And that device that's in there, those two electrodes, aren't producing these weird colors. And you go, we'll take it, what do you have? So, so this is one of the most difficult things to explain to people. I don't know if you've ever seen the popular, the man who's become a billionaire on this. It's called Zero Water. Any, any takers on that? Okay, in America, there's a very popular device, very inexpensive, I mean, less than $80, called Zero Water. And it does just this. It contains a simple, 
volume. It's 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 like a it, it's about the size of a, of a big magic marker, and you pour the water through this device. They have bigger ones now too, because it's been so successful at deceiving the public. And you, it has something called ion exchange resin. And the ion exchange resin is something that chemically removes all the ions in the water. The ions in the water are simply dissolved minerals and trace elements. A few of them could be to possibly toxic metal at very low levels, but pretty much it's the minerals and trace elements in the water. So you, 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 you put your total dissolved solids in that water and you use the meter that that zero water supplies. And it says, oh, that you have this 300 parts per million of, of these uh, bad things in the water. And you go, oh, my God, is there something that can remove it? Well, yes, we have something called zero water. Let's show you how this works. They pour that water through this. The ion exchange resin removes all of those ions very easily. And the water now has no conductivity. You put your meter back in and it shows zero. And you're going, oh, my God, can I buy three of them? That is what is dominating consumer sales of, uh, of water treatment products. That's why one of the reasons I exist, because I said at the beginning, when I talk to an audience and I ask what they have, over 95% have the wrong thing for the wrong reasons. That is the problem. Oh, excellent. Oh, fascinating. Listen, thank you, Robert. I'll pass it over to Chris. Hi, Robert. Um, good, good. So I'm just going to shift the goalpost a small bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> going from uh, water to 5G, um, because I often refer to myself as the you know the 5G apocalypse. But when I seen an interview you did with Grace, I think it was black back in April, um, I couldn't help but notice the T-shirt you had on, and it was the 5G Holocaust. Yes. Uh, yeah, and 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 I get it, um, which is quite a bold statement, but understandable from my point of view and research that I've done myself. Um, at the same time, how far down the rabbit hole have you went on five G itself? Because I know the heading on this banner is talks about um, you know, against humanity and health and wellness, five G and so on. I have gone very far down the rabbit hole. I know my electronics and electricity. I mean, since I was ten, mm. and and um. Humanity doesn't need one other thing than 5G to completely decimate it in time. Okay? It is going, it, 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 5G is just, I never thought it would come to this. Now, even there is, I was shocked to find out last week, they want to give you 5G in your world, in your space, as bad as they want to vaccinate you, okay? Those two are work hand in hand. And I don't, uh, well, I'll come to that in a second. But the pressure is almost, to, to promote 5G and vaccination is almost in, at an embarrassing level. Like, you must be joking. You, you, you want to give me a new TV? to get 
vaccinated against something that that you think I'm convinced is is going to kill me? What, what would I need something to convince me of that for? It's because we're just we're afraid you figured out that we're lying to you. So we're hoping the TV will help ease the pain. So that's really what's going on. 5G uh, is 5G is has such a high frequency, you know, over over like 20, 29 gigahertz. Okay, 29 gigahertz to like 39 gigahertz in range. And the higher the frequency, the more information bundles you can deliver per whatever millisecond, okay? But you pay a price for delivering that information. And the price is that the signal cannot go very far. And it, it, it can't like go through a tree like 2G, 3G can. So they have to have more 5G antennas. And now they've solved that problem because they're just going to put them in satellites that circle the earth. I don't know if you gentlemen and, and Grace are familiar that a little over 10,000 satellites that are capable, they haven't been turned on yet, are capable of delivering 5G have already been installed in orbit. And there are 34,000 more to go. Okay. It, it sounds almost preposterous to tell you this. You're telling me, Mr. Slovak, that there's going to be 44,000 satellites circling the earth, beaming 5G everywhere, and everybody is going to be gleeful that they can see and stream their latest film that you're going to pollute their brain with? Uh, yes, that's what I'm telling you. And, you know, it's almost like, wow, will we even be able to see the stars with 44,000 satellites? But it is true. But they've gone one step further. They've just recently allowed people, not allowed, encouraged Americans to take advantage of a new, a new law that allows you to be part of the 5G network to have a 5G antenna installed right at your own home. So they are going to neighborhoods and they are like finding the best person to represent their neighborhood. And, you know, I don't know, maybe they'll give them a television set too. So everybody, everybody will be inundated with 5G frequencies. And the reason they need the density because the signals don't go very far. And that's the downside of 5G. But they are, at this high frequency, there are incredible biological consequences. These biological consequences have been known since the 50s when we did, when the, the world's militaries did all of the radar research. Because this is just, radar is microwaves, Microwaves are microwaves and cell phone and 5G and 4G are microwaves. So that's what we're dealing with. They figured out that microwaves are very dangerous. I have the reports that have never been published. I don't have all of them. And they are dangerous. They are deadly. They will take down humanity. 
There is no question about it. It will shorten our lives. It will make our life make us more susceptible to needing faulty medical care. And I, I have such fear for the future just because of 5G. It's it's I what do I tell people who have the means? Get out of Dodge. Get away from this stuff. Uh, or you're 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 going to be living in a Hollywood movie. Okay. And that's what it's come to. So the 5G, the biological effect of 5G, that's the worst, is the fact that these frequencies disturb the cytoplasmic, and that means inside the cell, water. Now, your body was designed to do something very, very special to this water because you have like a million mechanisms going on inside every one of your 50 to 100 trillion cells. And this is enabled by water being arranged into certain structures by your body from evolution. But these waves just go right through your body and they disturb this water pattern, this necessary water structure. And some of you, I think all of you probably know, and it links into the work of Gerald Pollack, the fourth phase of water, exclusion zone water. It has many names. Some people call it gel state water. But Jerry Pollack from the University of Washington really said, hey, the water inside your cell is, is not like water. This is very unique water that's made in biological species, and it is destroyed, ruined, etc., by all kinds of EMF. Because 5G is the most powerful, that is the most destructive to this water. Dr. Thomas Cowan, I don't know if you know him, he's kind of a celebrity doctor because he writes amazing books, but he wrote his most recent one is called Contagion. And he describes in this book how this 5G is so destructive to the structured water that it makes you very susceptible to all kinds of pathogens, including viruses. You get the connection? Uh -huh, I bet you do. And so if you, he even plots what cities early on when coronavirus, COVID first came out, what cities showed the most dramatic peak in the incidence and death of people who lived in the area? It was number one was Wuhan itself. And what, what does he attribute it by this extreme amount of, of, uh, of uh, COVID in Wuhan, they would have the most advanced and prolific 5G network in the world, Wuhan. Number two, I can't remember the city in Italy. They were number two in the growth of COVID cases, the second most advanced and dense 5G city. So it's all connected. It's not a pretty picture. Um, Yes, we're being lied to at a level I couldn't have imagined even a year ago. And um, it, it's, I'm not sure 
other than me, I'm the kind of guy who's the last one to hold the flag other than informing people. Uh, but it's, it's extremely dire because they've made it almost impossible to avoid being affected by 5G. It is and will be everywhere. Yeah, I mean it's a you know it's a militarized weapon against humanity. Yeah, um, and you guys know this already. I'm I'm just kind of doing this yeah. for the for the audience and so on. But I mean it's it is uh, unbelievably uh, depressing to say the least. But um, yeah, I get what you're saying about America and the housing and that as well because only recently, the last couple of weeks here in England as well, they're trying to push it through uh, Parliament as as quick as they can, of course, that um they can you the house owner will have no rights as in in the next couple of months that day if it goes through and it all goes through successfully there's campaigns going against it all right okay up and down the country but you will have no say so they can just arrive on some morning and not just put it way down the field somewhere they can actually just attach it to your house right onto your house is what they can do yeah this is the kind of stuff they're going through public health england of course says nothing to see here everything's okay of course but if you go through who public in england are and their roots and who they're funded by and the collaborations um you'll easily get to that pretty quick as to what's going on there but i want to tie in um if we can at all the chemtrail situations in relation to 5g many many people will say it's, it's connected in the sense obviously they're dropping aluminium all sorts of toxic metals from the sky and that and that would be a massively great conductor if our bodies are loading this stuff up our bodies will be a fantastic conductor for the 5g obviously smart grid system that's that they want rolled out so, you know agenda 21 slash agenda 2030 which yes. is all part of and get us all into the smart cities 5g is the big stepping stone to that until they get until 6G, of course. But um, for, for that to w- work and the actual smart grid is to operate, you know, that's what they need. We, humanity, we don't need 5G. We don't ne- need Netflix or downloads any quicker than what we have at the moment. But nope. as I say, humanity doesn't need it, but the elites that are in the background, they need it, of course, to push their nefarious agenda. What, what's your v- version of relating to chemtrails? Can you tie in anything to that? So I, I, I don't think I can speak intelligently to this in the sense there's more mystery and unknowns relating 5G to the chemtrails. And of course, chemtrails have been with us for many, many decades and have their own nefarious agenda. Uh, I I think it's one of the more difficult things to uh, to really figure out what the purpose of chemtrails are. It could be to deliver, you know, toxic metals that that interfere with our neurological processes. Uh, it could, you can drop, of course, any number of viruses. And for all I know, they're depositing various corona type viruses uh, in the atmosphere. And all, and they usually explain chemtrails as having something to do with geoengineering, weather control, etc. Uh, I mean, when you really put everything together and you start thinking about chemtrails, when you start thinking about HARP and what HARP does, I mean, these are the big, uh, the earth, earth-centered uh, antennas that, that reflect in huge amounts of energy off the ionosphere that are distributed uh, around the earth and some of them change the weather. And you talk about adding 5G antennas. Uh, it, it's, I mean, you have to pretty much live in a Faraday cage to even feel, uh, to, to feel that you, you, your mind is normal. 
how far uh how far do you think they've progressed i mean personally i think they've they've overplayed their hand but i mean i'm talking about progression just in the last you know 12 plus months since this fake pandemic came around the place obviously the more lockdowns and shutdowns they had i couldn't help but notice the amount beside the leaked videos and stuff that came out as well i could notice in my areas and other surrounding areas because i didn't take any notice of the lockdown so i just drove where i needed to drive to and that was it but you could see everybody well all the people that were connected to these networks they were all rolling this stuff out in the middle of the night because that was seen as um you know we need 100%. this is seen as, as essential 100 yeah. percent mm. I mean, and, and, you know, they're putting 5G antennas, I don't, uh, you know, near elementary schools with intention. They're in the lampposts. Everywhere. And, and they're doing this, you know, and, and I guess what bothers me the most is the gullibility of the average citizen everywhere in the world. I mean, some are just, you know, ignorant from, they've been deprived of an education, but you know, we, we love our vices and, uh, you know, I, I am always amazed that people, I think people, it's, it's almost like, it's like smoking or being a drug addict. Uh, the use of a cell phone. Uh, I think if you said, look, have I convinced you uh, that the cell phone is going to kill you and perhaps shorten your life 15 years, but you're still going to use it? Absolutely. I, I am willing to take that, uh, accept that for the joy and the habit that, and the enjoyable habit that the cell phone represents. That's what I observe. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I'd kind of look at the the smartphone as you know the new world order in a, in, a, in effect. They right need on. that attachment, that connection right with on. us. Without this smartphone, pretty much that's our that's our shutting down of hey, we're not having this kind of stuff. We're not connecting with your world. But they want us as much as they can to have, to be consistently hooked up to all these devices because it's leading us into the mainframe where they actually really want to take of us. And and the years are coming upon us between twenty thirty and others. There's agendas further on the road than that. But that's the big one they want to push us towards at the moment. I mean, 2025 is obviously another one. They're talking about the smart grid or the, the grid system, you know, going down next month, obviously, in, in July. Not going down, but they're having the assimilation from, of course, the Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. Uh, and generally, yes. when they have these assimilations, as we know from previous things like Event 201 and other projects they've done, they happen within a matter of time. Absolutely. And... Um... I, I mean, if I were to think out, you know, 50 years, I, I can only think it, it, it's going to be like a dystopian Hollywood movie in which mm. there's going to be some part in the world that people are going to have. There's going to be they're not going to allow antennas. It's going to be like it's going to be like the, the north and the south. It's going to be a divided world based upon. <clears throat> the threats to your livelihood. I mean, it would make like Zaldis Huckley and uh, George Orwell uh, probably wince in their grave to kind of Absolutely. say, how come we we predicted so much, but this is going, it's going further than what the actual, the predictions and know how they had way at the further, time. Way yeah. further. I mean, you know, when I think, of, when I think of how influenced I was by just Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451, in which they just burned books, right? Now they're burning your brain, and, and I was. They're literally frying it, huh? They're literally frying it. They're frying it. I mean, literally. So, 
I, I don't know if if we're adventurous enough to 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 discuss. You know, what are the options? What 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 is there to do about it? Uh, you know, I think you probably most of you feel if, after a few comments at the beginning, it's like, yes, believe it or not, most people don't get what we're talking about. Okay. They don't get vaccinations. They don't get 5G. They just, hey, all I know is I can call my friend anytime, anywhere, and we can watch a movie together. And that's what brings me joy in life. Yeah, it's a very, very narrow frame mind of thinking. And I mean, I just said to people, it's, you know, you're consistently getting the question like, what if we all see it here, how come they don't see it? And we're explaining to them, we're showing them even gov.uk website. We're not even going into the, you know, the agendas. We're kind of compartmentalizing with certain people who are not at the, the awakened level and what level they've got to yet and how further down that rabbit hole um, per se. And are still just like, no, the blinkers are still on. It's kind of like, it could be 2024 with these, between these before these people actually wake up and it's kind of there's not much you can do about it it's sad if it's family members i get all that but then they've kind of got to move on because you can't stay there in a negative mindset and trying to shake up and wake humanity as much sure. as you can we're doing all these podcasts here consistently every week but it's like we don't know are they going to these seas we're just planting seeds are they going to land in south africa australia new zealand wherever they're going to land we can't it's like the old saying is you know you can you can take the horse to the water but you can't make him drink it you can only give him so much ammunition of information and most of humanity unfortunately you know ignorance is, is our one of our worst enemies if not the top enemy going forward so right on. have you yeah. seen any have you seen any place in in which the the, the culture the country the 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 county just unanimously gets it and forbids it or resists it and does something have you i mean you know i i i i am the biggest critic of the american education system this is one dumbed down population my friends okay as as much as we have some brilliant people who do amazing things the general population has been dumbed down i observe almost more than any other country that I'm aware of. And, and, uh, and I'm wondering, have you seen any area like, you know, like the Irish? I, I mean, you know, the Irish are incredibly smart people and they're, they're, they're unified. I mean, they have a, 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 you know, a more pure culture in which it's easy, easier to have, unity of thought and conclusions together much more than in america where you have so much multiculturalism that it's hard to unify people yeah um just in brief because i don't want to take up all the time i don't want to pass you on to steve but just uh, what you're actually saying there just to finish that is kind of the frightening part for me and i've said it many many times is over the last you know 18 months or there thereabouts is not this you know nonsense of a pandemic not the fear aspect nothing whatsoever like that because you know what's going on pretty much from the get-go when you're clued in for many many years but the frightening part for me was just humanity as a whole globally worldwide as to like what is wrong with you i couldn't believe within days people said it couldn't be done you know you could get people to be do what you want them to do billions of people about three and a half four billion people or so um went into basically isolation overnight because they listened to, to a box that was standing in their corner and that was it and that was the the frightening wow. part because it was a good guide judgment on humanity worldwide to see who was awake what's going on and who wants to be the slaves 
why many more people are going to enslave themselves because people are every all the time talking about we need this solution we need that solution how can we come up with a better way of getting out of things and my thing is very very simple stop stop thinking here all day long how can we come up with 25 different solutions just stop cooperating with the system we could change this whole thing in one single day the whole world could change in one single day if humanity came together put fear down and got together united but as we know these people in the background that's the one thing they, they drive against us for centuries is the old trick of divide and conquer and the old trick of problem reaction solution here we are again history repeating itself and humanity not learning so i can't see any country that i've looked at worldwide that i can go and say that they've hugely massively been awakened overall because there's huge huge factors in each country that have been completely asleep and i blame a lot of that on the media government of course are bad but the media without the media they could start and stop a war in the morning and they've they've done this whole thing the whole way through and they could have stopped the whole nonsense but they choose not to so right. they've you know they've murdered uh, you know so many people because of what's going on by their direct and indirect actions but um i'll pass you over to steve because i could stay going for another bit but uh, i'll give it to steve thank you wow where do i go from here <laughs> uh mr slovak it's a pleasure to be here with you um i guess i'm going to change it up a little bit your experience in brazil you were in the middle of the rainforest uh, the country of Brazil, I think, had asked you to improve their water. Yes. And you got very sick, and you there was no way you were getting out of there. And they a guy had some vials of what you call uh, keton, or I, I say quintin. Um, long story short, you had uh, gastrointestinal um, problems. Uh, you probably might have died. Um, and you took this over six hours, what you were given. Uh, it's called Quintone or ketone, and it's from I think the ocean, and it has all the minerals of the uh, of the periodic table that you said, and you were cured in six hours, or you know everything was reversed. I hate the word cure. Please, so, you, I'd like to hire you as my manager with your knowledge. Done, <laughs> done, because I need a new job. So anyway, <laughs> uh, so i sort of, okay, and everyone listening, if the Rothschilds are listening, this is for um, informational purposes only. Um, but I'm going to get to deuterium as well, deuterium depleted water. Okay. Uh, if this was so almost miraculous and magical, uh, the reversal in you, and I've studied, um, you know, Dr. Otto Warburg, who used, uh, he won the Nobel Prize for Medicine in 1931. Um, so I know about oxygenating and voltage and, and nutrition. Um, what would you say you took exactly at that time? Was it these minerals and what did they, what do you think they did in your body? Well, very easy. And remember that by the time I took this in roughly 2004, that this same product, which had come out in 1897, okay? I don't know. Do you know that? Only because you said it in your in this in the video I listened to. But yes, okay. I was astonished. So so you know it had come out in 1897 as to prove for Rene and the pronunciation that hardly anybody uses the French pronunciation is Canton, uh, and but and people say Quintin. We say here in America Quinton. Blah blah blah. But he came out with that. Understand the answer lies in why did he even make this to begin with? 
because he simply wanted to prove what I just had gone through maybe 30 minutes ago, and that he wanted to prove that our body fluids were inherited from the ocean through evolution. And that we have abandoned this, or perhaps we, we, we have abandoned our communication and our incorporation of the ocean because, and he didn't know how bad it was going to get. We no longer, not everyone in the world, but uh, people were not getting this essential thing in which they evolved. And when you think that your species, our species, we literally evolved in a solution of the periodic table. And then we come into a modern world in which maybe only a fifth of that is even available in our daily life. Hmm. And I didn't realize that, of course, I'd never even heard of it. But through most of the 20th century, starting with the time, 1904, that Rene Canton proved this connection between our body fluids, our blood, if you will, our body fluids and the ocean, he transfused six dogs with the seawater of iso using isotonic concentration. He transfused, at first he did the blood plasma in the late 1800s. But then for the final show, he proved that he could transfuse and doctors doctors are already shaking their head at me at, at my early conferences. No, no, don't tell us he did the whole blood. And I'm telling you, he did the whole blood. It's been done three major times in the 20th century already. He transfused the, and uh, two times in the 21st century, he transfused the whole blood with seawater. With six dogs, they went through hell, and he wrote a treatise that describes this process before the medical elite of Europe in minute by minute by minute by minute, minute detail. And the dog suffered hemolytic shock and all the things you'd think are going, what the hell are you doing to me? But all the dogs survived and thrived. And two of the six dog, sick dogs actually reversed their pathology. And this wow. became the famous treatise of Rene Canton. So based upon that, that event, King Chon, for most of the 20th century, you wouldn't find it in the health food store. You wouldn't find it from your doctor. Quinton had become a medicine in the physician's desk reference of Europe called the Vidal for most of the 20th century. It, it was actually voluntarily removed by Laboratoire's Quinton in 1999 because they didn't want to be associated and identified as a medicine because by that time, medicine was owned by big pharma and they weren't invited to the party unless they would like to pay a couple billion dollars to prove 
that they were medicine. Okay. And yeah. they said, we're getting the hell out of here. And mm-hmm. so they left the Vidal uh, and went on to tell the world we're a dietary supplement rather than a medicine that you have to have a prescription for, etc. And it had been for most of the 20th century. It could be used orally. It could be used topically. It could be used hygienically. It could be used by subcutaneous injection. And it could use by large volume IV. Those were the ways it was used in the 20th century. And by the by the 1970s, and I, I don't know if this, I hope this isn't boring. By the 1970s, France, looking back in the 75 years in which Rene Canton did all this stuff, they go, you know what? This stuff is so amazing. We're going to give it away and offer free under France's national health program. Free. Wow. Well, this is what we, I mean, I, I have all the documentation and so on, but this aroused and freaked out the pharmaceutical companies who then went on a vendetta to destroy Laboratoires Canton because the, the, he was spoiling, he was spoiling their, their upcoming show. Well, oh, this is where I'm going. This is, uh, can, if I can interject. So oh, yeah. for the audience, Canton is spelled Q-U-I-N-T-O-N. Uh, yes. So it sounds like it's Canton, but it looks like Quinton. And this is yeah. what you took in the jungle. So where I'm going with this is, uh, have there been any, let's just say you came down with um, a mysterious. Um, yeah, I mean, it was certainly ga- bacterial gastroenteritis because uh, I was I was eating a lot of crap in the jungle. Okay. No, but could this, could this reduce inflammation? And if you combine this with hydrogen, your hydrogen tablets, could this alone maybe reverse disease? And well, uh, I mean, no, okay, not could, it's already done it for a century. There are volumes, 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 volumes that can fill the room any of you are in, literally from the floor to the ceiling, on the therapeutic use of ketone. In here's what it helped eradicate there are statues in Europe just for this reason. Rene Canton helped eradicate the four major pandemics of early Europe, cholera, tuberculosis, typhoid, syphilis, gastroenteritis, and massive birth defects. That's what it did. And it's written up in volumes. Can we publish those volumes? I have those volumes, or not all of them. I so where do you much. where do you get it and how much does it cost and how do you take it? Oh, it's 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 available worldwide. I, I mean, it's 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 available in in the depths of China. It's available in Korea. It's available in probably every place but Antarctica. So okay. it's made. It was, of course, made for the first 90 some years in Paris at Laboratoires Canton by Rene Canton and his staff. And this con- company continued on in the late in the early 80s. The pharmaceutical companies drove them underground, so to speak. The schools mm. of Canton were in almost every European country. 
It was primarily a European drug. And they were driven underground because up until that time, they were used to treat the heavy diseases like the ones I mentioned, cholera, tuberculosis, typhoid, blah, blah, blah. And the farm, this is what, excuse my language, pissed off the pharmaceutical yeah. companies. And so, they derailed their status as, as a medicine and drug. Okay. Does it, it does it, is it easy to take? Does it taste like anything? Does it make you sick? Does well, it? There's two kinds. It comes in a glass ampule, all of the canton, and this wouldn't apply if I were speaking to an audience in America, but all of you from ever, it is all of the canton is injectable and can be taken oral. So there's two kinds. One is isotonic. And I guess I'm almost like surprised that, that I don't that 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 you you guys have not like been uh, been taking it it's it, or even exposed to it. It is heavily in the UK. I uh, in fact the distributor until recently the master distributor is Irish. Wow. And so have, so so uh, John Kelleher is uh, just literally until recently for other reasons was the master distributor of the uk and ireland and scotland mm. and uh, he did a lot of promotion of it and it, it's it you can buy it in most pharmacies in europe and uh it is sold in thailand does it uh, taste like seawater is it seawater basically okay there's two kinds. First, it is seawater, nothing more but harvested from a very unique plankton bloom that was figured out by Rene Canton. A plankton bloom is a the most complex and rich bioreactor in nature on planet Earth. It is a large volume of, of, of the sea, perhaps as much as 100 kilometers in diameter. And it is very rich in both phytoplankton and zooplankton. And they exist in this very distinct entity called a plankton bloom. And this plankton bloom happens to make, not just one, but the nine major plankton blooms make about 60% of the oxygen on the planet. They are, you, you cannot go into a plankton bloom without a license. You can't harvest water from it without a license. And it is the most monitored uh, entity in the ocean by the world's oceanographic institutes. It's watched 24 hours a day by satellites, buoys, boats, and all kinds of wow. electronic things. Because if you screw up the plankton blooms, believe me, it's going to be a lot faster to the end of humanity than 5G. Wow. Okay. So, so they harvest this. They go in the plankton bloom. They get all the data from the Oceanographic Institute of Madrid. And they say, here's your coordinates for the optimal plankton and all of this details that are involved. And they go in with the ship and they literally suck water up 
from 100 feet and into, into pharmaceutical carboys. And they have four ships and they bring it back to the coast of Spain, where it is taken in four degrees centigrade trucks to Alicante, Spain now. It's not a French operation anymore. It's a French-Spanish operation. Wow. And, and if you, uh, any one of you, uh, I will invite you in behalf of Laboratoires Canton, if you want a beautiful experience in a beautiful city. I think all I'll of go. you, all of you know Alicante, I think, or of it. Uh, it's on the southern Mediterranean coast. And they bring the water back there to an ultra-modern pharmaceutical facility. Gotcha. That so it's much more available than uh, deuterium-depleted water, oh. obviously. <laughs> yes. yeah. Okay. So could I just so to continue on the same thread? Go ahead. Um, I hope I'm not spending too no, much. No, no, no. This is incredible. I mean, it sounds like an elixir of, of life, this uh, it, it mineral. Is. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it is. It's the most foundational, powerful nutrient that I am aware of on the planet. Mm, that's amazing. Because um, I, I used to be, I was really big on intravenous vitamin C, but now I'm big on Canton. Um, so, <laughs> so I've, I've helped reverse uh, numerous um, ailments um, from the C word to um, uh, autoimmune diseases to diabetes using a combination of um, oxygen, nutrition, detox, uh, di diet, obviously. Um, and I'm all for uh, it. All what's that? Above. Yeah, so I'm for all of the above. I've also used uh, food grade hydrogen peroxide. Beautiful. It, One of my so favorite things. Where I'm going with this is that's a little bit because it's 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 hard to handle and people you have to educate them. You can't you know it can only dilute it and you can't touch it and so with and and apparently you're not supposed to use the um, the food grade hydrogen peroxide with uh, if you're using a lot of antioxidant foods and nutrition. Apparently there's some sort of uh, thing. I don't know if that's true, but where I'm going with this is your hydrogen tablets. Would those, if you didn't have the Canton, if you just took the um, your hydrogen tablets that you dissolve in the water, is that similar to what maybe food grade hydrogen peroxide does? Zero, zero connection. Okay. So okay. you know, food grade hydrogen peroxide is a you know in a, a extracellular uh, oxidant that can help the body, well, do many things. You know, first, hydrogen peroxide is a signaling molecule in the body, a redox signaling molecule. So it has a function there. Not many people discuss redox signaling molecules, but they're, they're like, you know, they take care of things in the background that are beyond almost belief. So it functions that way, and it functions as an oxidant against you know, virtually every kind of microbe that might exist in the body. And it does a fantastic job. And I'm a fan of nebulizing uh, dilute hydrogen, food grade hydrogen peroxide, nebulizing it, especially these days when we have so much inflammation, microbial activity and, and mucus in the lungs. 
But you, you can't touch food grade. You need to dilute it. It's, it's, uh, it can burn oh your God, skin. Yes. No, no. Yeah. It, you know, I, 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 you know, just maybe three months ago, somebody, uh, I, somebody called me at like 10 o'clock at night and said, oh, my God, my mother, I think, is dying. And I'm going, what, Madison, what's going on? And she goes, she, 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 she gave herself an enema with food grade hydrogen peroxide without diluting it. Oh my God. I mean, she almost, she had to be rushed to the emergency room and all that, wow. but, okay. but she almost passed away. So yes, I okay. used that to make a point. Always gotcha. dilute it. So moving, that's, <laughs> I mean, so the Canton spelled Q-U-I-N-T-O-N. Um, is available, so you're gonna, you guys are gonna have to figure out that. I know you actually do sell it in certain things, but have you? I want to move to the deuterium uh, depleted water. But before I ask, have you? Do you know what? Uh, have you heard the term polycosinol? Of course. So uh, it has to do with um, it, there's there's a thing called nanosoma going around, and it's supposed to be a polycosinol. Uh, well, from, I, don't, I don't know this nano. I don't know this nanosoma. Well, ironically, in the movie in the book Brave New World, uh, they all take soma to to numb oh, themselves. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. So, so, but anyway, where I'm going with this is um, okay. If you you've heard of it, I was wondering: is there anything? Is there any link between polycosinol and and Canton? Zero. Okay, gotcha. All right. So even though Canton. Because it's made in, imagine, a plankton-rich, that's phytoplankton and zooplankton. And the phytoplankton and zooplankton interact, much like cows and, and, and uh, our, our um, iris friends can picture this better than I can, but cows going to pasture, okay? What happens is the zooplankton ascends into the, uh, in, into the, uh, uh, the the surface of the ocean where the phytoplankton and they graze on them and then they they go back to the farm and 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 they do their thing but this interaction really it is is what makes kington it's not seawater okay gotcha it's yeah. seawater with about 150 micronutrients in it that barely can be figured out yeah, and the key, you know, just before I move, we move on to deuterium. I mean, the soils are depleted, and the food is poisonous, so people are not getting these minerals. Absolutely. Look, you want one of the things you want to do. Please do this. Uh, I, I'm, there's a, a a famous professor scientist uh, that uh, I believe we showed him uh, showed some of his slides on our last. Uh, our last event. His name is August Professor August Dunning. This is a Caltech professor who is one of the um, designers, head guys in design of the International Space Station. He's an astrophysicist, but he wrote uh, a, a presentation that is fantastic called The Habitat Crisis. It describes just what you are talking about brilliantly. Gotcha. And, habitat and crisis. Just recently, and I'm just going to throw this off to an aside. He he wrote a book called "On Dry Fasting," and I want you August Dunning Dry Fasting 
I have I I am so looking forward to the pain I'm going to have from dry fasting because my friends who have done dry fasting say there is nothing like it. And these are the most experienced biohackers wow. there are. I'm gonna have to that's you know, the dry fasting is obviously because you you don't want to take in deuterium, I guess, but um uh I the question I have is um and we only have seven minutes. So the question I have was, I was astonished to know hydrogen is the most abundant element by like, a, by, you know, in the, in the universe, like, I don't know, 75% of the universe is hydrogen. It is. So, what's the other 24%? Um, the other H, um, what is it? Helium. helium. Yeah. And so then the other two. And helium make up 98% of the mass of the universe and the other elements, the other 90 elements uh, is, 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 is the 2%. <laughs> yeah. So just because we're short on time, um, I'll just a short synopsis if I get this right. Um, they, you know, there's the God molecule um, that we, they, people talk about. I think you have found the, the Satan molecule, which is deuterium. And um, uh, so the deuterium is basically disrupts uh, mitochondrial ATP and uh, nanomotors and it, it can cause you to age and cause yeah. all sorts of problems. So essentially, uh, there's deuterium in water, about 150 parts per million, set six parts per liter, uh, whether we like it or not. Six drops. Uh, drops. Yeah, so the less deuterium in the water, the, it, it, apparently the, the quicker you're able to heal, the slower you age. Um, I don't know, the, is the healing part right? That's where I'm going with this. Does deuterium-depleted water help you heal disease? This is informational only. In the sense, in the sense that is probably the most intimate thing going on in the body is that every single thing that does go on in the body, whether it's healing or eyesight or whatever, is fueled by ATP. So ATP is the game. ATP not only influences every form of healing, I mean, the, the abundance of it, you, you, your ATP, uh, your mitochondria numbers increase until you're about 25. And then it's a straight line, downward curve, straight until the day you die. Okay? So you're just losing ATP. And ATP affects every, you think, okay, oh, well, I can't play outside like a 12-year-old anymore. I can't throw the football like an 18-year-old anymore but it affects everything that energy is used for. Your positive attitude, your ability to change, your ability to want to do something, create something new when you're 75. Uh, so it, it's ATP runs the show perhaps more than anything. And deuterium does impinge. I don't think we were meant, We were, certainly during evolution, I don't think we were we were ready uh, to, to have all this deuterium in the water, not 150 parts per million. Okay. So if you, if you Google Robert Slovak, you'll, you can find out a lot more about deuterium depleted water and, and your products and the Quinton or the Canton. But um, I have a lot more questions and I hope we meet again. So that, that was fantastic. But and, and cause the clock's running and Grace wants to say some closing statements. Uh, I'll pass it on. 
Thank you very much. For sure, I will post the link together with this show. But I just want to tell also thank you to the audience. And there's this maybe just what one statement, maybe Robert, that I, I'm sure you could answer. This lady is also sends greeting to all our Irish podcasters. She's from Ireland. And so she's very happy to listen to uh, Roy and Chris. So she said, do you know of MSM for cleaning water? Is that okay? M M M M S M. I think she has confused. I think she may be thinking not MSM. It stands for methyl sulfonyl methane, which is a dry form of dimethyl sulfoxide, the famous DMSO. Okay. Oh, sorry. So sorry, I think she doesn't mean this. I think she means MMS. Yes, yes, yes. No, sorry, Robert. It was me. I I read it wrong. MMS. So MMS is based around acidified chlorine dioxide. Chlorine dioxide is kind of like bleach, okay? And, and it's used as a disinfectant for anything. It, for hospitals, chlorine dioxide is used for, for even municipal water supplies, some places in the world. But when you... When you take chlorine dioxide and acidify it, you can acidify it sometimes with vitamin C, you can acidify it with vinegar, uh, many things, then it becomes a pathogen killer of the highest level. Because Thank the you. acidification of a chlorine-based thing amps up its activity. So people use it for malaria, and and almost everything for COVID for everything. MMS is the famous forbidden um, body body cleanser that 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 I can't. What's the man's name? Who does any of you know? Do you remember the man's name? He's 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 kind of a. I think he yeah, had Jim Humble. Jim Humble. Thank you, Jim Humble. I think he had to escape to Mexico and all this stuff, but people have luck with MMS in, in, in therapeutic use, but you would never use MMS just as your water purifier. You might use chlorine dioxide, though I don't recommend it. It's not easy to get. And, you know, I, depending upon how, how, how contaminated microbially your water is, I mean, there's nothing wrong with using bleach to kill any microorganism in the water as long as you remove it before you consume it. And then you can use, though it's not as strong, you can use silver, you can use hydrogen peroxide. One of the problems with hydrogen peroxide that I'm just throwing this out is that hydrogen peroxide, if you don't use it all and you put it in your, in your, in your counter or somewhere and your cabinet, you know, it, it's not going to be the same product six months from now because it, it, it doesn't last long. So this is a, something people have to pay real attention to. Okay, thank you so much. And this one is just a last question, but if you cannot answer it, you can, we'll type it in. They said, just, I think you could answer it in one statement about isotonic and hypertonic. Very good. So isotonic, hypertonic is the water that is, harvested from the plankton bloom and then 
processed pharmaceutically in in a facility, okay, in which it, it's an elaborate process that almost nothing is done to it other than to protect it. That's its main purpose. That's why they put it in glass sealed ampules. So the hypertonic is just is raw injectable seawater. Okay, very unusual. Isotonic is the same raw seawater that's been diluted about three times to make it the same concentration as your blood plasma. So in both World War I and World War II, because there was a shortage of blood plasma for the soldiers, Canton was the reserve blood plasma made from seawater. And they used the isotonic to do that. And it is still made today. It is still made today as, as an IV solution. It's not allowed to be sold in the United States. It's not allowed to be sold in the UK because, because the pharmaceutical companies hate it. And because it, it's the most phenomenal IV solution ever in the world. Uh, but it is still made by people who, especially for people whose religions do not allow them to get a blood transfusion. Okay. And because regular saline, huh? Because regular saline cannot replace whole blood, but Canton can replace whole blood. It, it, it serves this incredible function that is almost unbelievable. So Thank I call you. isotonic the medicine, medicine and hypertonic the nutrient. So any of you, if you went on, which is so easily available to you in, in, in Ireland and, and the UK and every European country, uh, the, the, you should always start, if you have not ever taken Canton before, you should always start out with isotonic so that it you give it time, maybe for one to two months. You guys are probably more health oriented. So maybe one month you take each one ampule per day, 30 ampules, glass ampules. You break them, you drink them, hold them in your mouth, swallow. And this reorients and rebalances your the composition of your extracellular fluid, the main body of fluid that your body uses. And yours is defective because you haven't been, I'm, I'm not guaranteeing it is, but if you haven't been exposed to the sea, then your body does not have the elements of the periodic table it evolved in. And that is your goal, to get those back into your body. There you go. Perfect. Thank you so much. A perfect ending. I think in the near future, we could really talk more about the deuterium depleted water because that's like a whole subject that's so exciting to talk Big about. Big mysteries. Oh, yeah. So thank you. And thank you to all our audience. And I will make sure that if you have any more questions, I will uh, forward it to Robert. And that's his website, waterwellness.com and drinklightwater.com. That's Gentlemen, thank you. I really enjoyed this. Yeah, it was fun. I'll do it anytime. <laughs> thank you. That's cool. Thanks, Robert. Cheers. Thanks a lot.
Bye. Thank you, Robert.